You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday morning. And since it's Wednesday, I'd like to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, morning to you. Good morning, Noreen. How are you doing? I'm good, as you can see. I always have my um, sunglasses on my head. I yes, I like mm. them. Very nice. As a yeah, I, I like them too. I'm not going to lie; these were from a very reasonably priced shop in Hong Kong. They were extraordinarily affordable to the point that I bought multiple pairs because <laughs> they break any minute. But yes, but it's good sometimes to have a pair that's affordable because sometimes it's easy to put them out of your back pocket and then oh, yeah, sit, sit on, on them. them. Yeah, yeah, so true. But I love sunglasses. And I'm kind of obsessed with them, not in like a style way, but functionally. I think it's maybe, maybe it's my coloring. I find that like I'm quite pale. Maybe the sun just hits my eyes with more ferocity. Um, but I, I find I just, when I don't have sunglasses and there's any kind of glare, I'm really unhappy. <laughs> Years ago, I remember in the office you had a pair of leopard print or to- tortoise shell ones. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Also a very yeah. affordable pair. Yeah. yeah, but I love them. And, they, you know, they are one of the world's most ubiquitous fashion accessories. Um, but they also play an important part in protecting our eyes from harmful UV rays. They do have a function beyond just looking super cool. Um, so let's talk about them. I want to talk about the first sunglasses. Now, the first sunglasses were actually snow goggles. And the earliest known use of glasses to protect eyes from the sun was the Inuit use of these sun goggles. Wow. Yes. Of course, because the snow really reflects the the sunlight. (laughs) Absolutely. So to shield their eyes from the blinding glare of the light reflected off the snow, they they had these ones that were made from carved driftwood, bone, walrus ivory, or caribou antlers. And they basically formed a strip worn across the eye eye area with a th- with sort of a thin slit that you could see through but that was such a thin slit that the sun wouldn't get in right and the goggles were cut so they would fit tightly to the face and often soot or gunpowder was rubbed on the outside to absorb the light even more and further cut down on the glare and now this use of these goggles dates back to around 2000 years ago i mean that's Whoa. an incredible innovation that right? really is yeah. so even it even improved the wearer's vision as the narrow slits helped focus eyesight Absolutely amazing. Um, Now, the Inuits weren't the only people in history to find a really innovative way to protect their eyes from the glare. Um, Pliny the Elder wrote in his Natural History that the Roman Emperor Nero used to watch the gladiator fights through polished gemstones to reduce the glare from the sun, um, which is potentially the most expensive and ineffective form of sunglasses in history, to just stare through a gemstone. Um, But another form of eye protection also cropped up in 12th century China, when flat planes of smoke-tinted quartz lenses were worn by magistrates in court proceedings. Wow, that's pretty fancy. Now, these were actually supposedly used to hide the expressions of the wearer while, um, you know, not really revealing, revealing, yeah. like, you know, so I, I think that's quite funny because, of course, you know, you put on a huge piece of, a pair of sunglasses, it's kind of like covering our faces with a mask. You're cutting half, 50% of the expression is gone, right? Now, by the 18th century, the modern form of eyeglasses had been invented, made with lenses held together by wire and the frame extending over the ear to hold them in place. A man called James Ascoff believed that changing the colour of the actual lenses could further help with specific vision impairments. He experimented with blue and green tinted glass as ways to improve poor eyesight. Little did he know that this idea would go on to be one of modern day's most must-have fashion accessories. 
So modern sunglasses, the first instance of lenses being used to actually protect a wearer's eye from light was around the early 20th century when yellow and brown tinted glasses were prescribed to sufferers of syphilis. <laughs> because syphilis... Was their this is interesting. Syphilis causes eyes to become sensitive to light. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I yeah, Luckily, well, I've not had syphilis. Yes. Um, so wearing darkened spectacles would have eased this kind of discomfort. However, not long after, sunglasses stopped becoming associated with poor health and began a symbol, became a symbol of celebrity. It's quite a big jump from oh, being like, like a syphilis sufferer to someone who is a international Hollywood starlet. Like, it's, it's a bit a, of a jump. It's quite a big giveaway as well. You know, if you're wearing sunglasses, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I've got this condition. Unfortunate, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a very nice thing for the medical community to put out there for people who unfortunately were suffering yes, from this. Yes. Now, around the 1920s, this is when it became common for famous movie stars to be seen out in public wearing sunglasses. Not only would shielding their eyes make their identity more covert, but they didn't want to be noticed. But it was the fact that it was common for actors to have red eyes due to the powerfully bright lamps used in studios in the oh, 1920s yeah, so actually it was actually quite intense so that they would actually it wouldn't be wearing them in the studio but it'd be afterwards their light to be their eyes would be very very sensitive i can imagine because when we're in the uh, studio well not in this studio but when you're performing or something there's bright the bright spotlights yeah. totally totally um of course now once starlets and hollywood people were wearing them the demand for sunglasses skyrocketed skyrocketed savvy businessman sam foster began mass producing sunglasses made from celluloid in 1929, which he began selling on the beaches of Atlantic City in New Jersey. The market was willing um, and they had this lo love affair with them. By 1938, Life magazine reported that sunglasses were a new fad for wear on city streets, a favourite affection, um, affectation rather, of thousands of women all over the US. And the same article also stated that in 1937, 20 million pairs of sunglasses were sold... In 1907, that's a lot, but only 25% of wearers wore them to protect their eyes. It was mainly for looking cool. Then, of course, if we jump ahead, we've got polarized lenses, which can contain a special filter that was invented by Edwin H. Lan, which blocks intense light reflected off different surfaces. Um, and then Ray-Ban, a glasses brand founded by an American eye health company. I didn't know that. I didn't um, know called that. Bausch & Loam, um, created aviator-style sunglasses using polarized lenses that were widely used by U.S. Air Force pilots during World War II to block the glare from the sun. Because obviously, if you're in the sky, flying a plane, you're even that much closer to the sun, let's be honest. Um, um, but then they went on sale in 1937 to the public. And this was just like when they, you know, aviators are always going to be cool, right? They always are, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, got, a, gonna I've cool. got a few pair back in the day. I may still have one. Yeah, one or two knocking yeah. about in a drawer. Um, interestingly, per capita volume sales in the sunglass market worldwide by country in 2022, you look at like um, the U.S. is the highest, followed by, this is the order, United States, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, the Netherlands, the UK, Russia, Italy, Germany, South Korea, the rest of the world, and then France. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. There, there are quite a few um, cool Korean brands that have oh, sure. yeah, very, very cool, trendy. The, the ones that I've seen before, and that's not Korean brand. I forget which brand. It's not a branded one, but it's like a startup. It's just a pair of sunglasses. But instead of having like arms, 
um, they're chains for the ears, so they dangle behind your oh, sure. neck, Stating. and then you can also tie it up at the back, wow. so you wear it around your neck. Well, I think they're actually a fascinating thing in terms of how people use them for different stylistic things. I mean, think about the variations, and I know this as someone who's weirdly obsessed with sunglasses, not with expensive sunglasses, but just with having sunglasses, yeah. that like how they just don't suit all faces, no. you know, and you put, oh, right. you put some on, you're like, ah, no, these are not sunglasses for my face, you know, it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have a pair now? Like, not on you, but do you have a favorite pair of sunglasses? I do. I like the ones <laughs> that I bought from Dicathlon. They're so good and affordable, polarized lens. And just for the price, you know, they're quite sturdy and, uh, um, as well. I'm oh, pretty sure that they're copying, like, a, a style of some, some, some other expensive brand. Yeah, sure. But um, for what it is, it's so nice and I, yeah. feel, I feel sporty. You feel sporty with yeah. your sunglasses on. All right, I've got two quotes to finish on today. Brad Goreski said, putting on a new pair of glasses or sunglasses is a simple way to completely transform your look, just like a new hairstyle. Mike, it's true. I do feel a bit better if I've got cool sunglasses on and the rest of me is looking a bit sad. Jack Nicholson said, with my sunglasses on, I'm Jack Nicholson. Without them, I'm fat and 60. That was a while ago because he's obviously a lot older than 60 now. But like it's, it goes a long way for saying how cool, the cool factor of sunglasses. So that's sun sunglasses. Thank you so much, Cruzy. Until next time, thank you. Bye-bye.